you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Lovely listeners, how would you like to be in a room with me, Lucy Porter? And me, Jenny Ryan, and uh, each other, basically. I'd a whole like that. bunch of people. I'd love it. I'm so excited about seeing people again. And we are doing a live event as Woo! part of the London Podcast Festival on Saturday, the 11th of September, 2021 at 9.30pm. And it's at King's Place, which is mm. a wonderful venue. And it's very close to King's Cross and St Pancras Stations in London Town. London's glamorous, not the West End. London's north. glamorous north-ish bit. <laughs> Yay! And if you would like tickets, you can go to kingsplace.co.uk and we'll see you all there. Yay! Whoop, whoop. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fingers on Buzzers. Oh, you went Dutch then. I did. I was trying to be a bit Eurovision. Oh, nice. Because, you know, we often talk about Eurovision. And this week, 
we are going to be talking. But we're not live from Amsterdam, although I'd love that. <laughs> oh, one day, one day soon. Later in the series, we'll be live from Amsterdam. Oh. Amsterdam. But we may talk a little bit about Eurovision just because we're going to talk about Ken Bruce because uh, you did something. Sir Kenneth. That I'm so jealous of recently. I can't believe they didn't ask you first. Well, you know, I'm bitter, but uh, anyway, it's fine. We're going to be talking about your pop master experiences. <laughs> and we're also going to be talking to... Gavin Riley. Lovely Gavin oh. Riley. Who is so brilliant and so funny. You're going to really enjoy that interview. Our, our Irish listeners will be very familiar with Gavin. And then after this, everybody who's not Irish is going to flock to his Twitter and catch up with clips. We're going to post a great clip of him, actually. We are. And uh, and also, yeah, just he is going to be the next great quiz show host. He's the Henry Kelly de Nojour, I would say. Oh, that's a, that's a strong endorsement, but it I is. can't fault it. I agree with it, because I said it. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like that you back yourself on everything. (laughs) I'm the only person who does, but I really do back myself. (laughs) And we've got a listener quiz. We don't know who it's from, though. It's a mystery listener quiz from an anonymous anonymous. donor. So thank you very much for that. And that is all coming up on Fingers Fingers on Buzzers. So, Jenny, I need to talk to you about Popmaster because, uh, you know, as you know, it's my favourite thing in the entire world. And you are my favourite person in the entire world, apart from... Well, Amanda and Ken Bruce. Uh, I mean, you're all wow. joint. You're all joint. First. It's a great shortlist. In my top five, there's you, Amanda, Ken Bruce. Your kids. I'm ahead of the kids. Don't worry about that. No, obviously they were a given, but uh, but my husband is vying for position uh, amongst the top five. So now, please tell us everything. So it was the all day popmaster, all day bank holiday popmaster, yep. which is it is now a tradition that yep. this is the second year they've done. Mm-hmm. Bank holiday, end of May, Popmaster. Mm-hmm. Usually the treat is just, it's quite brief. It's 10.30am on a weekday. Mm-hmm. You get two contestants facing off in a pop quiz. Yep. But this year they had celebrities from quiz environs. And what versus celebrities they were. Versus members of the public. Mm-hmm. So from the chase, the two representatives, myself and Sean Wallace. Yep. We had Richard Osman, yeah, Zoe Lyons, yeah, all and, friends of the show. Oh, well, friends of the show are people we would love to have on the show at a future date. Wink, uh-huh. wink, wink, wink. Uh, there was, of course, Rick, Rick Edwards, Edwards, who is definite friend of the show, a friend of the show, and we love him. He did the first, the first shift. Ooh. So it started seven thirty a.m. Wow, was once an hour on the half hour through the day. So I was lucky that I got nine thirty a.m. Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a slog. I will, I will tell you that. And <laughs> I mean, and I was an hour early. It used to be having Popmaster ten thirty a.m. So you've had chance. You've surfaced. You've had your coffee. Mm. You've woken up properly. And oh, it's perfect for your circadian rhythms, isn't it? Oh, you it's, know? it's very much so. Mm. Very much so. Even to the extent that uh, when I've been on the Greek Geek Week holiday, mm-hmm. uh, our morning routine revolves even though it's an hour ahead this around is, pop for those master. uninitiated this is where the uh quiz leagues and the the big quizzes go every year we go to Rhodes mm-hmm. and we spend a week 
in the same resort, which has a, a, generally has a function room where we can have quizzes mm-hmm. and lovely restaurants nearby. And but yeah, we we'll, we will we will generally only start to congregate as a group at eleven thirty a.m. as it is in Greece at that time for Popmaster by the Pool. <laughs> Someone brings a speaker. We all play Popmaster oh. by the Pool. This is no hopefully a joke. Bluetooth speaker that has been oh, won on Popmaster. It wasn't last time I went, but. Who knows? Because I did win a, a Bluetooth speaker. Yes. Because I got three in ten. Now you can do uh, it. Yeah. Uh, so so um, I had to I had to do a heat against a member of the public, a lovely guy called Nigel. Mm-hmm. We got exactly the same score because I was still half asleep. Oh. In my defence, I'd been to a drag brunch the day before. Okay. So there was a little bit of a hangover involved, and we went to. One of the longest tie breaks that Ken has ever been involved in. You could yeah. you could almost hear him getting <laughs> no, fed up with the pair of us. There's been a lot of tie breaks recently, but they've all been sort of one question tie breaks basically. Yeah. But yeah, this was this was half a dozen <gasps> pairs. This went on. Yeah, uh, clearly we were a good match. So I mean, I, fair I play to the producers. They do select the best of the best for this, right? This this was very good. Mm. So I, I mean, I was slightly disappointed only to get twenty one in my round mm. but the, as soon as my opponent got 21 mm-hmm. and I picked a, I thought I'd picked a really good what was your bonus it was called telephone line so usually yeah. when there's a cryptic kind of thing you're thinking of songs with telephoning or yeah. telephone numbers or so like all that yeah, sort of stuff yeah, yeah. no there was there was a couple of very obscure songs that I'd never oh, heard before okay. in my life uh so that's that's just the way it goes mm. isn't it um mercifully i managed to win the tie break and i had to wait for the rest of the day (laughs) until to find out who was going to make it through the top four scorers of the eight rounds were going to get through to the quarterfinals and three different players ended up on 26 there was sean did very very well so you could you could you had your score and then you could get an extra five points for five for three and ten okay they were quite friendly three in tens. I got Coldplay, which is quite a friendly yeah, three yeah, in ten. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up on 26, as did two other people. And they rang me up with a tiebreaker question, which was, uh, unfortunately, as tiebreakers have, tend to be, it was maths based. <sighs> okay. And I'm not good with mental arithmetic under pressure, mm. as, as viewers of The Chase know <laughs> only too well. <laughs> and I messed up the tiebreaker. Oh. And I thought, well, that's me done now. And they rang me up about an hour later and said, you're not going to believe this. One of the other players in the tie break has given exactly the same answer as you. And I thought, how can that be possible? Because it was a really terrible answer. And I knew that I'd given exactly half the answer I should have done. Oh, okay. So they asked me another question, which was even tougher. So I I guessed that one and I managed to guess my way through to the the fourth spot. Mm Mm-hmm in the semi-finals so i i was facing off against the one remaining member of the public who's karen oh, who's karen. absolutely lovely she'd obviously done much better on me on that first tie break well done karen uh, and as the questions got harder somehow i got better oh. <laughs> and i beat her cleanly on that one and got through to the final <gasps> expecting to face sean wallace who'd done very well in his yeah. heat he got beat by Jeremy Vine in his semi-final. No. So it's me versus Vine. So it's, it was literally Chase versus Eggheads wow. in the final. Yeah. And he went first and uh, 
Now, was there anything about early Elvis Costello? Because, I mean, that is clearly his no, speciality. No Costello. No. Zero Costello. No. And I will be honest, I think I was benefited by the fact that I went second in yeah. that semi-final yeah. because yeah. I knew the target he'd set me was 11. Oh. He, was given, he, was, he was also given an odd point there. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's multiples of three usually. Yes. So he was... He was benefited by some generous scoring from ken ken is lovely and i mean it's his quiz he can do what he wants yeah basically lovely on a on a bank holiday so uh i knew i basically i knew if i picked the right bonus category which are worth double they're worth six points each i could i just needed to get two of those Mm -hmm. and i'd beaten them and I knew that there was something about eyes it beginning with i e y e and so i thought well, one of these has to be about the Simon Park Orchestra eye level. Oh, gosh, yes. So it's it's the quiz temperament and you're already thinking da, what's da, going to come da, up da, next. Da, 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 yeah, that's da, da, it. Yep, yep, yep. Great. What comes up as my second bonus question? It's I've got the first two questions level, right, eye level, yeah. which meant that I'd, I'd won. So I, I'd, I convincingly beat Jeremy in the end. Wow. But I was lucky to get even to the semi-final. Wow. And so now... I'm waiting for my trophy to be delivered. Ooh. I hope a Ken champion. comes around with it personally. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I imagine. I want to go and pick it up. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's see if we can go in. Let's just let's just go and mob handed <laughs> to Wogan House. Obsessed with it. Let I mean, you know, I just love it so much, and every day it makes my day a little bit better. He's so lovely. He's just he's just the warm mm. heart. Mm. Of Radio 2, isn't he? He is. And, I mean, you know, we we have eulogised about Popmaster before, but we will say it again. It truly is one of the pillars of British quizzing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's so neat mm-hmm. and it's so regular. Mm. And whilst being really niche, you have to be very good at all pop music mm. to get through it. But everybody still listens to it and it's still got this very neat, tight formula and it's got Ken in charge and it's mm-hmm. Ken's it's it's with, the, with all due respect to Gary Davis who subs in sometimes he's good Gary Davis is good now listen I mean we're not <laughs> criticising Gary Davis he is good but Zoe Ball Ken. has done it she's done her mm. best and you know Michael but all the balls have done it all of them <laughs> Kenny Ball Kenny Ball and his jazz men have done it Johnny <laughs> Ball's thought of a number uh, between <laughs> naught and 30 generally um, yeah no it's it's good but Ken is the master yeah really the pop master Ken's the master of pop master and we salute you Ken and Congratulations, on the show. Jenny, and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. I can't believe I've won something. It's, no, it's, <laughs> it sounds really, really sad that I, I win all the time at work, but I'm expected to win, but yeah. something I don't expect myself to win. Yeah. And to end up with a little prize at yeah. the end of a little trophy I can put on my shelf. Yeah. It is so rewarding, especially something that I know means so much to a lot of my friends. Yes, especially me. I'm not bitter. Thank you. Next anyway, year. well done. Well Next done. year, Lucy. I know. You in. I know. Do you know what? I'm not bitter. No pressure. I'm actually so delighted for you. So um, <laughs> if, and if any of you have been on Popmaster, then do <gasps> get in touch because we would love to talk to you now you are about to hear an interview with an absolute gem this is gavin riley who is uh, an irish journalist of great repute has huge amounts of followers on twitter say the term broadcaster is the one that i would use broadcaster yes that's if, if anybody gets that super k 
Yeah. It's Gavin Riley. He's across the spectrum of television, radio, print. He does everything. He's even a published author. Um, he's also a thoroughly decent chap. And uh, we are going to chat to him about his love of quizzing. We are one side of the Irish Sea and our guest is the other. We are joined by the wonderful Gavin Riley. Hello, Gavin. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Lucy. Everything's yeah, we're good. We're very good. So Gavin, uh, as many of you will know, is the editor at Virgin Media News and a TV journalist, a radio host, an author, and also, as we have recently discovered, an expert in two things. Only two <laughs> things. <laughs> that is the sum total of the things that I can claim to be good well, at. I mean, Just literally two things. Obviously, you know a lot about politics, you know a lot about Irish politics, about British politics, about world politics, mm. but you also know a lot about Manchester United and the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, uh, one of which is a slightly more uh, sort of burning childhood obsession than the other. Uh, Manchester United was the first love and then the Rubik's Cube was because uh, I got sent to boarding school when I was 12. Now, it wasn't like the the Enid Blyton sort of seven days a week, you're away until Christmas kind of a boarding school. You were only away for five nights a week and you came home again at weekends. But um, it meant that you spent a lot of evenings in study halls with not a huge amount to do. And there was only so much reading material that you ever had in front of you. And so it just became one of those things that you end up spending so much time looking at that eventually something just develops in through osmosis and you begin to to crack the whole thing. So um, yeah, Rubik's Cubes and Manchester United. And the reason we know this is because we have a clip which we will post to our Twitter. It's from an Irish TV show, which you will give us the name of now. Yes, it's called The Six O'Clock Show, uh, which is on my very own channel uh, of Virgin Media One, which is sort of similar to the one show, that kind of like daily magazine sort of thing. Um, And I was on that two years ago, plugging a book. And uh, much like you've revealed to me just before we started recording, uh, they decided that they would launch an entirely unheralded and unforeseen and unwarned trivia challenge on me, uh, where they basically decided that they would make me do the Rubik's Cube while answering (laughs) questions about the Manchester United treble winning season of 98-99. And that was nerve wracking obviously for several reasons one because you don't want to make a fool of yourself not being able to solve the cube two because you don't want to make a fool of yourself not answering the questions correctly but three because it's the station that i work on and i know that they've they've planned this thing and they've got up their sleeves the most petrifying thing is that something goes wrong and you find yourself then instead of like taking you know a minute or a minute and a half to solve the cube that you're just there for like four or five or six minutes trying to get it done and they've run out of questions about man united and they're like the backing music has run out and you've just made terrible terrible television <laughs> and it's it's a terrible responsibility to have borne on you so i'm delighted that this is pre-recorded because if it's naff you can just edit it out again but you did so well i mean that's the thing is you know you you say oh you were worried they were going to run out of questions they absolutely didn't you solved that Rubik's Cube well before they'd run out of questions. It actually, it wasn't well before. They told me afterwards that they literally only had one or two left because uh, they, like, <laughs> they thought that I was some sort of weird like super genius who could do it in 20 seconds and they, <laughs> they hadn't anticipated that it might take a minute or two. It's an incredibly tense piece of television though because <laughs> Rubik's Cubes have always been something that baffle me. Mm. And mm. I know that there's a technique and obviously someone like yourself who's practised over and again. It's, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a system to it. Uh, I, I was going, <laughs> My favorite thing about the whole clip actually is that if people watch it back and whenever you, you've tweeted it, whenever you put it up, you can see the female host of the show, Gronya, um, just after I finished it, she sort of looks at me with like the, her general gesture is one of, wow, that's really impressive. Congratulations. But just the way that her eyes are sort of looking at me with a kind of a suspicious glare that she's sort of like she's doing the whole show this thing of, wow, that was incredible. But like the, her eye language is very much like you are weird. 
That is a really, really unnerving thing to do on television. Uh, it's probably my favourite thing of the whole clip. For lockdown, one of my uh, little things to tick off, because I knew I wasn't going to learn a language or, you know, learn to play an instrument, but I thought, well, maybe I could learn how to do a Rubik's Cube because I've often dreamed of being like you, Gavin. Yeah. And um, I... Well, literally, I hope. Well, I mean, there's so many of us, you know, well-informed in politics and uh, and all sorts of things, but, but the only way I could reach you is I will be able to do a Rubik's Cube and I can now do the top layer. And that is well, it. That's, look, that's a start. Everyone's got to start with the top layer. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, because the mis- I think the mistake everyone thinks is that they, they think of it in sides. So you think of doing one side and then you do another side. And then they get stuck because they go, well, if I've already got two sides done now, I can't do anything else without breaking up what I've gone. Yeah. The trick is not to think of it as sides, but to think of it as layers. So you do one side, then put that one facing down and then worry about the rest. And actually, it's, it's a little easier to do if you get over that little, that mental block first. Well, there you go. You see, a Rubik's Cube tips as Expert well as... Tips. Uh, and we will be doing you a Rubik's Cube quiz very shortly. But before that, I also wanted to talk about uh, the fact that you have said that one of your dreams as a youngster was to be the host <laughs> of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And yeah, that's really embarrassing. I don't think I've ever said that to anyone else. Yeah. Out there <laughs> But, but it, it's funny because I, I never, like when I was growing up, I never aspired to be a journalist or to cover current affairs or politics. It's just one of those things that you suddenly discover that you've got an affection for and that you kind of fall into it. And, and I'd never expected to work in broadcasting either. And I, you know, I was very mathematical at school and I studied business in college. And that's, that's the area that I thought I wanted to get into. So it's weird that I've ended up in the line of work that I'm in, but especially that I work in TV, considering that it was an entirely inexplicable and in, in no way achievable goal. Um, that we were just we were just massive fans of who wants to be a millionaire in in our house growing up, and I just always thought it would be the coolest thing not to go on. Like amazingly, everyone would aspire to go on and to yeah, answer fifteen trivia cash. questions and to become a millionaire and get the cash and go brilliant. Right, that's that's my my life's work done. You know, my ambition was was to go on and be the Chris Tarrant and like hand somebody a check and then dramatically swipe it back and tear it up and say we don't want to give you that. And uh, but I always feel like I, I've been slightly slightly screwed over because I'm also of a generation of people in Ireland who um, every single like the big TV quiz that people might like to do either as teenagers or then as adults has always ended just before I've become of the age where you might be able to to enter it so there was a great um, secondary school or high school quiz in Ireland called Blackboard Jungle which was for, for secondary school teams uh, my brother-in-law was actually on it once um, but the, the the main prize that you got to win if you won on behalf of your school was a minibus I've really stopped you there because Neil Delamere with whom you were be familiar yes I'm sure yeah uh, has been on our podcast and they now did they win the minibus i can't even remember <laughs> he wasn't even that clear but they did the, the school didn't want the minibus is the thing oh they wanted just so the cash it was, equivalent it was, well, if, yeah. if they won it they were going to flog it immediately <laughs> like I, I do remember thinking that it, like it must have been a very underwhelming prize if you were a member of the team and you just won like a very long running like secondary school version of university challenge in ireland and you've just overcome this incredible slog and beaten all these other dozens of teams from around the country and what is your personal prize? Literally just the satisfaction of knowing that you've bailed out an underfunded secondary school. Like there's there's, like, there's nothing gratifying to that at all. Yeah, they put a little plaque saying that if you were cool, you'd be sitting in this. But because you were on a TV quiz, you're probably not cool enough to be in the back row. Um, so that got cancelled a couple of years before I, I got. I was old enough to be on it. Then they replaced it with another 
really weird abstract sort of a chess meets Chinese checker style thing called gridlock, which I think they cancelled because not enough people understood the format, even though there was like a generation of people my age who really understood the format and were desperate to be on the show. Uh, they cancelled that. Uh, there was an Irish equivalent of University Challenge called Challenging Times that got cancelled. Um, even my, my own station that I work on, uh, we're the rights holder, I think, for, for a celebrity version of Mastermind. And we've only ever run celebrity versions. But then when it, when it came around to doing a full like civilians write in and enter if you'd like got cancelled as well uh, yeah. we are the broadcasters in Ireland of the chase which means that uh, everyone at my work gets to see Jenny and her colleagues uh, after lunch for a couple of hours every day just sitting around at the canteen it has one other thing actually which is great about the chase irrespective of the game theory bit and the kind of the dynamic of being part of a team but kind of only being out for yourself um, one like really hidden like TV making gem of that whole format is that right until the very final chase you can watch the whole show in a crowded place like a work canteen with the TV on mute and yeah. still be able to understand everything like it's the perfect mm-hmm. common room or waiting room format yeah. because you can all be sitting around and you can still have your chat you don't need the TV blaring over your ears mm-hmm. but you can still look over and just go oh I don't think it's Sagittarius you know, and you can just kind of have that common moment. Like it's it's a real understated like gem of genius in that program. Well, I wonder if that is. I mean, obviously, the chase is huge and getting bigger and bigger all the time. I wonder if, in the age of social media, whether that helps as well. Because if you watch a clip of the chase on your phone on the bus or whatever, then you can. You know, it's ready there. It's not even. You know need to be subtitled. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you see lots of people meme the uh, actual questions that are quite funny now. So it only needs to be the, the screenshot of someone mm. else with really down. You don't need someone to put the caption of, of Bradley breaking out in giggles during yeah, Fanny we Snow. Know, we know yeah. what's going on. And also the thing I love as well is they always do, they put the contestants in an interesting order, which I think the chase never gets credit for this, of like they the other day they had someone called Wendy and someone called Richard. Oh, Wendy (laughs) Richard, you know, it's those little touches. You're absolutely right, Mm. Gavin. It's it's that. Now, listen, obviously, we would love you to host Two Rocks to Be Millionaire or anything because Irish hosts have been enduringly popular both sides of the Irish Sea. Uh, so we have on our programme had Henry Kelly, who... Henry Kelly like, is, is a genuine bona fide legend, actually. And, and I've always, because that's genuinely one of my, my earliest memories uh, going to my grandparents after school is like watching Going for Gold like every lunchtime and being often baffled and like you know decades later I don't think I've ever got an answer as to where all these foreign contestants came from when it never appeared that the show was broadcast in any other country <laughs> that like this this is just a thing that's on you know before or after Home and Away every lunchtime it's just there it's the news and then it's like it's Holby City or Casualty or whatever it is uh, and going for gold but like it's not as if you know this is broadcast in Spain and in Germany and Belgium and then where where, where are they getting all the contestants it's like a huge joke probably against the British <laughs> it might have been like a really elaborate sort of a, like a Harry Enfield and like a sketch or like some of the Paul Whitehouse where the, it's just national caricatures. Like I always remember one one famous line, and I think Henry tells the story as well of after uh, one of the first series was won by a contestant from Belgium, and he turns around deadpan and looks at Henry and says. Does this make me a famous Belgian? Like, there's no way that like an actual bona fide yeah. Belgian person knows that stereotype. Like, I mean, it has to have been like just somebody just as like a pub prank as a kind of a Belgian by numbers kind of a joke. I've never understood that. <laughs> and uh, well, of course, Terry Wogan, Blankety Blank, Game Show World. Is there? I mean, is there a show that you've got your eyes on now? Is there a format that you think you'd quite like to? Uh... 
Well, I, I, well, it's probably still millionaire, but actually, I do think that there's probably still an appetite for an Irish version of university challenge because we yeah. haven't had one uh, in in a couple of decades. And I remember that was another thing that when I was of university age had disappeared just a couple of years beforehand, infuriatingly. So like we we haven't had any anything like that. But I think that there's like there's enough kind of mischief in Irish universities where you can have the mix between you know people who are just like breathtakingly like how how do you sponge up that much trivia intelligence and people who just have that little bit of sort of wit and charm as well that I think that it would be a really nice format to bring back and if we were doing it I'd love to be at the helm of that yeah, one. Yeah, lovely. Well, let's make that happen. Now, listen, I know you have to go and do news. Any minute news. Now. I have to cover a very, very <laughs> important parliamentary by-election in the constituency of Dublin Bay South, which will mean nothing to any of your good listeners. <laughs> well, I hope you win it. Uh, <laughs> so just before you go, do you have time for a quick Rubik's Cube quiz? I I do in case I'm good at it, and if I if I'm bad, then I say I'm afraid I don't. And you can edit it, <laughs> yeah. and just, and edit whichever one is more hospitable. Yeah. yeah, the Zoom's gone funny, right? So while I do this quiz, Jenny is going to shout the names of Man United players. Distract <laughs> you. Um, so question number one: What kind of puzzle? Teddy Sheringham. The Rubik's magic. Is it a sliding puzzle or a folding puzzle? Uh, the Rubik's Magic is the, the, the sort of the folding one. It's the sort of yes, the snake shape. Yes, correct. Isn't it? Very good. It's a folding puzzle. That's correct. Question number right two. Right, <laughs> How many little blocks make up the Rubik's Cube? 20. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, 21. Oh. Or is it 20? No, you had it right. You were saying the right number, and then you... Because uh, you, uh, there should be 26, <laughs> but it's 20, no, 21. It is 21, 26, isn't it? 26. But see, the six middle pieces are all stuck together. Oh, I think we'll have a steward's inquiry on that yeah. one again. Yeah. In which movie does Will Smith's character solve a Rubik's Cube? That's the pursuit of happiness. Yes! I've come out really surprisingly well from this. So now you've proved that you're not only a specialist in Man United, but also in the Rubik's Cube. I'm just going to have a... I'm just going to check if you've got a second... Uh, your answer just so... We yeah, because I think that there's 26 kind of faces, but the, the six middle ones, you can't move them, so they're all literally stuck together. So there's only like, 21 pieces. Yeah, enough. do you know what? It, it's I, I mean, obviously what I did was very lazy, just Googled it. But um, actually, yeah, it does. It's 26 smaller cubes, but you're absolutely right, really. I can't believe you were misinformed by the internet. Well, I mean, do you know what? You've taught me a valuable lesson, though, <laughs> Never trust the internet. Um, it's been an absolute delight and a joy to talk to you, Gavin. And, um, you know, we will look forward to you hosting the Irish University Challenge reboot. Uh, this has been a real pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now it is time for the It's the listener quiz, guys. And, um, <laughs> I thought we got from Gloria Chalmers. Oh, God. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, that depressed even me. So the listener quiz is today sent in by an anonymous, anonymous contributor. Donor. Yes. Um, very much like a Tory party <laughs> donation. We have no idea where it came from. I hope not. And, uh, it's, but it bought my wallpaper. <laughs> so uh, if you do want to contribute a quiz, then... Or some wallpaper. Or just some money. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that <laughs> completely anonymously, uh, as this person has. So this quiz, anything you can tell us about it, Amanda? Or is it just well, a mystery from start to finish? Yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away because it's pop trivia. But Lovely. each question has different parts to okay. it. So we, we have five questions. Yep. But each of them have different parts. We should work as a team this week. I we've think so. We've done that so far this series. Yes, it's we're gone a well. team. We've not come to blows, which has been an absolute delight, because normally we're bruised yeah. by the end of Yeah, we'll save that for the last episode. <laughs> live. We'll do that live. Yeah, yeah. live wrestling. Getting held back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jelly wrestling, that'll be... That'll be <laughs> With a quizzing theme jelly to it quizzing. yeah jelly quizzing <laughs> <laughs> right well none of that today so okay. just no. so question number Should one a trifle <laughs> <laughs> don't that sounds absolutely delicious <laughs> with cakey cakey dance yes, off yes, there's a theme a there's a theme it's going off this. yeah so question one yeah i'm going to go through different eras here so okay. first of all who had the first number one of the 80s Ooh, okay. Well, the Christmas number one of 1979 was, I think it was another brick in the world, Pink Floyd. Yes. So probably that. Great. So that's your answer. Write that down. Uh, B, unsurprisingly, the 90s. So who were the first number one of the 90s? I think I think this has come up for me recently. Go on. No. There was another Band-Aid, wasn't there? Yes, so Band-Aid 2. Band-Aid 2, do they know it's Christmas? Yep. I think it's Band-Aid. I think was, that was 89, wasn't it? 18. Yeah, it would have Which, been five uh, years later. Which Band-Aid? So was that Band-Aid the one that was... Uh... Bono was still involved, but he always was. Yeah, okay, fine. No, like... Band-Aid 2, that's fine. Was yeah. Sonia involved in that? I hope she was. I feel she should have been. And C is the two thousands. So okay, this is, this again is should be my wheelhouse. I feel like it might be. Oh. It's not my wheelhouse at all. I've, I I want to say Westlife so badly. Yeah, I'd abandoned the wheelhouse by this point. Yeah. So yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go for Westlife. <laughs> there you go. Just right. based on my knowledge of like Christmas or Christmas adjacent. Yes. Ones. 
Yeah. So uh, we'll do those answers first because that was, that was just a three-parter. And okay. you you got a full house there. Hey! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 80s Pink Floyd, 90s Band-Aid 2. I strongly suspect Sonia and Kylie and Jason were all there. It was definitely yeah. Stock Ake and Waterman. Yes, yes very right. much so. And yeah, uh, 2000s Westlife. <laughs> Flying Without Wings, Seasons in the Sun. I have a dream. I have a yeah, dream. Slash seasons in the, the sun. sun. Yeah. Very good. I, I very had a feeling good. it was a double A side. Yeah, well, very good. Of covers. So there's another part to this question. Oh. So, okay, I'm going to read out some very well-known songs, but they were kept off the number one spot by by another artist. Okay. So when I say the artist, you have to say okay. who kept them off the number one okay. spot. So who kept Wonderwall by Oasis off the number one Slot. Oh. That would have been about 95, 94, 95, 94. Yeah, I reckon. And would it have been the Spice Girls? Oh, that's a good shout, though. I think that's a good uh, shout. Well, what were I'll the take that. number ones? Uh, that wasn't around Christmas, I don't think it was. That no. was a different time. Oh, okay. Uh, You've got to go for a big sort of boy or girl band. I'll go for Spice Girls, why Spice not? Girls? Spice Girls. Write it down. Oh, we'll find oh, right, out. Okay. We'll find it in a moment. Because I've got the next one here. Who kept lovely Natalie and Brulia torn off number one? Oh. A song I've been very recently, as in today, been reacquainted with and I've actually been playing on a loop. Oh I love oh, it. Girl. Yeah, no, great song, true. isn't it? It's a cover version, you know. Yes, yes. A Swedish yes. song, wasn't it? Yeah. Um oh. that would be about nineteen ninety six. Seven-ish? I think it's a bit early. Six. Well, I tell you what, she had sort of combat pants. It was that sort of all same time. Only because I remember I wanted to look exactly like she did. In that video, though. And I wanted combat pants and a sort of slightly sort of under-shaved yeah, kind of weird that, that long haircut. fringe but short in the back, party yep, in the front. Yep, yep, party in the front in the and, and military in the back, really. Yeah. Um... Oh, God, I've really got no idea. It's going to be something like Mr Blobby or, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? All of these are going to be, oh, my God, can you believe Oasis were kept off number one by the Spice Girls? Can you believe that Natalie and Bruglia's lovely torn was kept off number one by Bob the Builder? Bob the Builder. Now we're talking. Let's let's go go Bob the Builder. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Because I didn't want to look like him, but I probably looked more like him than I looked like Natalie and Bruglia. I'm very much like Pilcher the Cat. (laughs) (laughs) And so the final the final uh, mm. question this round. I didn't know that All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey didn't reach number one, but it no, didn't. No. And somebody kept her off the number one spot. Who was that? Now, would that have been around the time of, like, Candle in the Wind or something, like, epic? It was earlier like, than that. Was it? Also, it's the clue is at Christmas. The clue is Christmas yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, whereas Diana so died was, in August, so it wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was it was around 1994. Oh gosh, that early! Wow. Nin- I think it was 1994 was when All I Went for Christmas to You came out. Okay. Which would be oh, what was Christmas at number one? Again, in I'm going to say Spice Girls because it just all feels Spice no. Girls. All I remember is the Spice Girls. <laughs> Blue. Uh, <laughs> Christmas 94. I really should know. Five. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I literally, I sort of, I, I was having too much fun to pay attention to yeah. the charts at that point. 
Whereas I was a miserable teenager. Yeah, you were so. having no fun at all. So <laughs> no, I wasn't having... even a teenager then. I was. Oh, all right, I was, I was a miserable preteen. <laughs> a tween, a miserable tween. Yeah, uh, and I was having a great time. This is before I properly, properly got into music. So 1994. I just Good left God, university. What's the Christmas? What's the Christmas award? I mean, that's so frustrating. Can you, yes. can you get, do us a mime? Oh, right. Let me try. No. What am I doing? Yeah, tub thumping. You're a no, no, I'm banging the drum, I'm... <laughs> waving some sticks in the air. What happens at Christmas when people do that? They might do Bell this. Bell ringing. Yeah. Uh... It features in the video. This doesn't help you much. They had furry hoods. Christmas Day. A seventeen. Yeah, of course. How could I not know that? I yeah, a I know. That's one of those at massive. the time. Massive Christmas number ones. Okay. Shocking. There we go. Yeah. Right. We've done badly there. I know we have. Well, you, you got mics. that that last one right. I think it was pretty much thanks Great to my mic. bell ringing skills. Yeah. But yeah, Mariah Carey and E17 lived in the same universe, which to me is, you know, unfathomable. But yeah. yeah. So they kept Mariah Carey off the top spot. Torn by Nasty and Brulia was kept off of number one by Aqua Barbie Girl. Uh, well, I mean, okay, yeah. there's not much between those two songs for me. <laughs> right. Oh, it's controversial. Utter bangers. And you are going to kick yourselves with this. It was Robson and Jerome with I Believe, which meant that Oasis never reached the number one spot with Wonderwall. Robson and Jerome. <laughs> they swept all before them, didn't they? And now. They really, you... they really did. And you know what? As a seasoned fan of Blur, good on them. <laughs> 100% agree. No. So here's another little question here. Tom Jones hit number one with Green Green Grass of Home in the 1960s. How long was it until his next number one? Now, yes. So next, Ages, sex, sex bomb, bomb or something. Yeah, 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 1997 yeah. or 8. 1998. The, what were the other sort of... Kiss, he did in Kiss, the early actually. 80s, but I don't think that got... Did that get to number one? I think it might have done. I don't know. Well, oh, say kiss noise. or sex bomb. I want to say sex bomb. I wish it was sex bomb because that's a tune. But it was forty-two years later, with the charity single Barry oh. Islands in the Stream. <gasps> no. Wow. Way. So sex bomb sex didn't bomb get. Didn't get to number one. No. Man. What? Oh. What a missed well, opportunity. This is why pop was. music died. Well, probably Robson and Jerome were probably at number one. Let's yeah, face it. Exactly. They they did so much damage. Them or Jimmy Nail. Next question. Mm-hmm. Which artist had the top three number of number ones since the chart began in 1952? So three, three people the three who have the most number ones. Since, yeah, the whole, now, since it all began. Beatles, right? Surely. You must, you must. Beatles had a, had, a, had a ton. Aren't there surprising ones? And I never know if it's just because it's girl bands, but like the Supremes and Banana Rama. Spy, um, well, Spice Girls, I think their first... Five, at least five singles went straight to mm. number one. But then they had a fairly short career, didn't they? So you sort of think, well, there might be people who've had more. I don't yeah, know. They, yeah. they've, they've had, yeah. Beatles has to be there. Has, has to be, surely. Has to be the Beatles, surely. Elvis, I mean. He's had know. a few, but they're, they're kind of scattered, aren't yeah. they, as well? Um, the Rolling Stones. Um, no, very, very little single success single for, this, for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bee Gees. I'm just trying to think of who would be sort of 
consistently number one. But I mean, you know, El- not- Elvis has got to be up there because he's had a good few. He had his hits back there. Yeah. Then he had like a little less conversation. A lot of his songs when he was reissued for the number one album. Yeah, yeah. And, you yeah. know, in early two thousands, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Uh, did all right. So, I mean, if. I, so I think I'm going to give you a clue. You're right with two of those. You've suggested two acts that are that are right. Okay. Beatles um, and Elvis. Beatles and Elvis. Yeah. Sure. So you just need, and I'll give you another clue. The third one, it's a tie. So there's there's oh, two there's two options. Okay. So yeah. Oh. Give us an era. Go on. Give us a give us rough decades. Okay. Or, so or well, the first one spans eras. I would say from the 50s up until the 90s. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe Cliff, yeah. Or there's, I think it was 90s that this particular... They were they were all over it in the 90s and not much else. I think so. But I get I get take this that? genre of people... I mean, I know when Take That was, but I get this other genre a bit mixed up Ooh. because they're very similar to other... Oh. Is it boy bands? Is it like yes. Westlife or... Boyzone. Yeah, Westlife. Westlife. So you got it right because you said Cliff Richard. So yeah. the answer is one Elvis with 21. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Beatles with 17. Wow. Or there's uh, Cliff Richard or Westlife who both had 14. So, wow, that's yeah. I mean, Westlife, fair play to you, lads. Yes, well done, Westlife. Good on yous. They kind of amalgamated with... Well, there's an overlap. Yeah, that. that's it, that's it. But they then they amalgamated, so that's why... Louis I get... Walsh. <laughs> yes. So same question, but for number twos. Oh no, this is much. So who had the highest number of number two singles? So again, you've got the three options. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, it's a similar scenario where there's one of the answers. It straddles two iterations uh, of the same kind of band that have this that or artists or whatever that have the same number. So okay, number two single. This is much more difficult than number ones. It is, isn't it? Because yeah. you obviously you don't necessarily remember them. I think Amanda's well. going to have to mine. Or again. just give us some clue. Give yeah, us some do a do a uh, right. For which one would you like the clue for? Any of them. Any of them. them. I mean, era. You're looking at again. The first answer would be something that's that was very strong in the eighties all the way through the 90s into the very early 2000s and then during lockdown did something very strange in their house which everybody was a bit like what the hell's going on Elton John no I just loved Elton John (laughs) but that is it's how you Wilcox no she didn't have that many number ones I don't think that straddled I mean Sophia Spexter uh, she did something in her house in lockdown. She did, but Van Morrison's done some very strange things in lockdown. Well, I mean, it's very strange. Let's not. Um, <laughs> gosh, who's uh, done strange things in lockdown? Joe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I don't really know. It'll be so obvious when you say it. Yeah, right? yeah I think you're going to kick yourself, actually, yeah. Lucy. Can you do? Can you do more of a mime? Right. Okay. Madonna. Madonna! <laughs> and if she you... was very strong in the eighties. <laughs> If you missed the, and you did ah, not see ah, the, I you could hear it. the mime that Amanda <laughs> did, she sort of pointed to her breast and made a conical shape going forward. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like she was milking herself, but actually... <laughs> we, we got it. We understood it was the Jean-Paul we Gaultier uh, bra. That Bring was... back Give Us a Clue, because I think... 
yeah. I think I do very well. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Madonna milked herself. <laughs> so the qu- the second answer, it yeah. straddles two individuals. Um, <laughs> well, we've all done that. I mean, one of the individuals was an answer in the first question. Who? All- Sonia. <laughs> I mean, in the in the question Kylie. that we just had, Kylie. Yes, actually, but she wasn't an answer in... Doc Aitken and Waterman, it says Doc Aitken. So Kylie, yes, you're absolutely right. Kylie had 11 number two... So Madonna had 12 number two singles. Kylie had 11, but she shares that crown with somebody who... um, Oasis. Was mentioned in the foot, like, yep, so just keep listing the people. Um, Who else was mentioned in... Oisel. He's 17. Uh, very 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 big at Christmas I mean every year I had to buy mentioned in the first Cliff uh, Richard uh, yes oh Cliff's had all the number twos as well as all the number ones greedy and the answer to number three Mm -hmm. was also mentioned in the previous round as well so I think you'll get this quite easily first answer is Madonna with 12 the second one is Cliff and Kylie with 11 the third one was mentioned in the first round uh, not in the first round (laughs) in the in the previous round Uh, the Spice Girls no no they didn't there was a correct answer I should say a correct answer in the previous round oh Beatles Elvis. Yes. Wow. Elvis with nine. Wow. Wow. Good for Elvis. Well done, ladies. He know. But he doesn't care. Well, he does know. He's up there on the moon watching no, us. he's not bothered. Okay, so... <laughs> what was the very first number one? Here in My Heart by Al Martin. Yes. Hey, Come boom. on. That's a proper classic quiz question. Okay, who was the first artist to score a number one without releasing a physical copy? Oh, as in it's downloads only. Must be, yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift. That makes me feel queasy. Um, uh, believe Jive Bunny. Recording (laughs) recording themselves onto a tape. Yeah, who, who, wouldn't, who wouldn't put out even a, a, even a CD? I don't think you'll get this if no. I'm honest. No, no, no. Because it's Leona Lewis, who is fun, lovely, but, you know, yeah, oh, but yeah. not somebody that would spring to mind. But I that think, must you have know. been the X Factor era or something, was it? Or? Well, it has to be, yeah, yeah. you know. It's very good, though. It's a good yeah, question. That's a good one. Uh, and finally, <laughs> how many different number ones have there been since the chart begun up until oh, April lovely. this year? Uh, so until April 2021. April 2021, okay. So it's been, so that's 65 years of the chart. So 65 times 52. Yeah, but it's this. But then some of them yeah. obviously will be number so one. So there's some so, years yeah. that there's been 11 number ones. There's some years that's been basically a different number a different one, one every year. year. So, but if we take that as a benchmark, so yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do okay so I'm going to say that in most years I think that 200 oh, no wow. that's not right that's not right so how many number ones have there been since the chop began up until April 2021 so if there's been an average of oh no that's because I was adding up and not timesing um, oh, there we go. Okay, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more maths now. So you're saying... I'm going to round it up. 1,950. And Lucy is saying... Uh, it's a very similar figure to what I came up with. I'm going to say there have been 
2021. I mean, I think you both did really well, actually. You're not actually that far off when it, when it comes to it, because the answer is 1,367. Yeah. So actually you did, re- you know, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. weren't that. We're because, not you know, Brian Adams took up most of that. Guess, yeah. And wet, wet, wet took up most of that when they were both number yeah, one for yeah. about four years. I so. mean, also added to that was the way that I worked it out, was that I basically thought, I can't do maths, I'm going to say the year that it is now. I mean, so, that's fair enough. You know, that, that also I mean, that would have been a very way. neat answer if that was it. <laughs> exactly. That's not your fault, that's, that's the chart's fault. Exactly. That's exactly. the record-buying population's fault. If the universe worked properly, it would be 2021. But anyway, well done. That was a great, hey. great quiz. Thank, thank you. That was some deep, deep hot cuts. And it just shows you don't have to put your name to a quiz. If you just want to write in and humiliate me, you can do that completely anonymously. <laughs> What a lovely episode that was, Jen. And I just want to reiterate my congratulations for your Popmaster victory. Thank you. Uh, it, it was a pop-heavy episode, and I don't think I really shone in the later quiz by uh, Mr. or Mrs. or... M- 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 Mix Anonymous. M- M- the Anonymous person. Thank uh, you very much for that. Pop stuff. That's, that's good, though. I like a bit of chart fact. It was great and actually I really enjoyed talking to Gavin and also learning facts about Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, well, as if you didn't already know them. Well, I know. I mean, I looked them up so I did know, but it's been a a pleasure for us. I hope, dear listeners, you have enjoyed listening and you will join us again on... Fingers on buzzers. (laughs) Fingers on buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more fingers on buzzers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.